In this episode, I talk about what intellectual property is, the branches of intellectual property, relevant laws at least to Nigeria and the US and the international community, why I'm doing the podcast, which don't tell anyone, it's mostly boredom, and who I am and why I think I'm qualified to do this. Hi, I'm Emma. Welcome to my podcast. I talk about intellectual property rights and how they affect you. What is intellectual property? Uh, When I define intellectual property, I like to start from property as a whole. Because intellectual property is a type of property and I like to just mention what the other types of property are. So there's real property, which is land and improvements upon the land. So real property includes buildings, you know, farm produce, like plants and all of that. And then there's personal property. Personal property is further divided into tangible and intangible property. So tangible personal property is stuff like your car, your clothes, uh, stuff like that. And then intangible personal property, you have shares, shares in a company and intellectual property. So now uh, to define intellectual property proper, uh, I really, really, really like WIPOs, that's the World Intellectual Property Organization's definition of intellectual property. So I will use that here. Uh, WIPO says intellectual property refers to creations of the mind, such as inventions literary literary and artistic works designs and symbols names and images used in commerce uh, uh, this definition is kind of amazing because it's not only fully encompasses what intellectual property is in like the first sentence when it says ip refers to creations of the mind because simply that's what it is like things you create with your mind your intellect i sound like one of those teachers that try to be cool um things that you create with your mind is basically intellectual property and then it goes further to give you like the different branches of intellectual property like right there in the definition so uh, let's get to that so it says such as inventions and that is patents <laughs> that's one branch of intellectual property uh, literary and artistic works that is copyright designs industrial designs and symbols names and images used in commerce that's trademarks <laughs> of course there's like two extra um two extra branches of intellectual property but like those are the main ones those are the main four and like it talks about them in its definition and i just find that like really amazing uh, <laughs> okay uh yeah so i i'm a nerd i'm a total nerd i'm really enjoying talking about this um so the branches of intellectual property first of all there's copyright which is the most popular and the easiest way to, de- to define is the, the right to copy, although that's kind of reductive because copyright doesn't just deal with the right to copy, but, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, 
Copyright basically applies to literary and artistic works, so music, stories, paintings, you know, all the things we creators like to do. Uh, this podcast even is protected by copyright. And then they have patents, which is for the smart people. Well, we're all smart people. Which <laughs> is for uh, the people in STEM, people that create things, people that invent things that we all use. So patents is basically for technological and scientific innovations. And then we have trademarks. So basically your business name, your logo, um, a slogan that is associated with your business, you know, things like that, things that identify you or your business are your trademarks. And industrial designs. Industrial designs are basically the aesthetic part of innovations. So you have like maybe the drawings and all of that. Um, it could be three or two dimensional. So it's basically the shape of an article. So let's say someone, okay, light bulb has already been invented, but like, yeah. So um, when Thomas Edison invented the light bulb, the invention itself is protected by patents, the patent law, but the design of the light bulb. However, he decided he decided to um, put the technology, whatever form he decided to put the technology in, would be protected by industrial design. And for something to be protected by industrial design, it shouldn't. It should be aesthetic, simply aesthetic. It shouldn't have anything to do with the function of the product. So, if the way that Thomas Edison had designed the light bulb had something to do with the functionality, say if he had designed it any other way, the light bulb wouldn't have worked, then he wouldn't be able to protect that design under industrial design. It would still be just patent. So, because if it's not in that way, then the light bulb isn't going to work. So he can't say, oh, this new person can't use my design. Because well, he doesn't use your design. He can't make light, <laughs> basically. Um, and then there is trade secrets. Trade, secret, trade secrets is basically confidential information. So, uh, most popular example, the um formula for coca-cola is protected by trade secrets so it would be illegal for someone who is privy to the formula to sell it to a third party without authorization because that information is protected by trade secrets and you know you'd be in legal trouble if you did that and then the final one geographical indications this one isn't really popular. I don't really hear people talk about it a lot, but it's also kind of important. So basically, geographical indications have to do with like a product. So say a product is from a particular place and has certain features that 
tie it to that location and that like it coming from that location is why people want it so basically tequila you know everyone knows it's mexican when you hear tequila you think mexico and that's why people buy it because they want that mexican good good <laughs> you know um and then there's uh broker for cheese i'm not sure i'm pronouncing that right if i'm not i'm sorry to the french people um it's cheese from france that is you know really really good <laughs> and no one else can use that name if the cheese like no one can say the cheese is from that like use oh my god i'm rambling sorry no one can say their cheese is roquefort cheese if it's not from that place because the reason why people would buy it is because they think it is from that place which you get actually pause for a response i'm sorry uh also i'm sorry if i'm going too fast um yes basically geographical indications is basically a sign a name or anything that tells you that a particular product is from a specific geographical origin and like it has to have qualities that tie it to that origin it just can't be from that place so say i don't know they make some water in ogun states and you decide to name your water ogun water and you say oh that's a geographical indication no one else can do that uh that's not going to work unless it has some particular qualities say there's a particular spring in ogun states that has maybe healing properties for instance and you're marketing it as that so people know okay this is the water from that particular spring that has healing properties i know that people are buying the water because of the healing properties and because it is from that particular spring so someone else doing that would be trying to infringe on the goodwill that your business has and and yeah that'd be wrong so that's what geographical indication protects against basically i'm not too sure that's clear but there will be an episode like dedicated to each of these branches so we'll go like deeper into them and yeah the relevant laws i'm sorry i feel like i'm rushing this but <laughs> uh sorry yeah bear with me the relevant laws protecting um from all of this so in nigeria we basically recognize the first four like the first four branches that i spoke about with our laws so we have the nigerian copyright act pretty ancient you know needs a lot of change there's a copyright bill but i'm not sure i don't think it's been signed yet it definitely hasn't been signed yet but you know it still doesn't really encompass all the changes that we need to make to our copyright act but you know it's a step in the right direction and then there's the patents and designs act for patents and industrial designs because those two are kind of joined together for lack of a better way to put it and then there's the trademarks act and of course intellectual property is something that goes across physical borders because 
you can create a product in Nigeria, you can create a song in Nigeria and have people, uh, I don't know, in some country, whatever, US, people in the US listen to that song. So your rights have to have a way to be protected in the US. So you can't just, and you can't just bank on Nigerian law to do that because Nigeria doesn't have the street square to do that. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, because, you know, the rest of the world recognizes that intellectual property is transborders and needs to be protected in wherever it lands. So, like, wherever your music gets to, your rights have to be protected there. So, we have international treaties. There are several of them. There are so many. <laughs> oh my god, there are so many uh, treaties. There are over 20. There are over 20 treaties um, for copyright. I'm just going to mention like the most popular ones. So, there is the Bern Convention on uh, literary and artistic works. So, copyright, basically. It was from 1886. It's really old. <laughs> and then uh, there's trips. TRIPS is the Agreement on Trade-Related Aspects of Intellectual Property Rights. And TRIPS was basically written by the World Trade Organization and it's signed by all countries who are party to the World Trade Organization. Um, there's the WIPO Copyright Treaty. I've told you WIPO is the World Intellectual, Pro <laughs> Intellectual Property Organization. There's the WIPO Copyright Treaty. There is the Paris Convention for the Protection of Industrial Property. Yeah, I forgot to mention. So, um, people still divide intellectual property into intellectual property and industrial property. So, intellectual property is copyright, basically. And industrial property is everything else. So, patents, trademarks, industrial designs, geographical indication, trade secrets. Because most of those things have to do with commerce and industry. So industrial property kind of makes sense anyway it was a yeah, paris convention for the protection of industrial property paris convention it has the patent corporation treaty there's the madrid agreement and the madrid protocol there's the anti-counterfeiting trade agreement there's the brussels convention there's the beijing treaty on audiovisual performances which also has to do with copyrights audiovisual is like movies basically like videos you say videos uh there's the nairobi treaty there's the marrakesh vip treaty uh oh my god there are lots of them i'm just going to stop there okay one more wipo treaties wipo performance and phonograms treaty let's stop there uh <laughs> yeah and um how these treaties work, if you don't know how intellectual, uh, sorry, international law works, how these treaties work is that um, a country signs them, and then depending on the local laws, they either become part of the country's local law once they're signed, or the country's national assembly has to, well, not national, legislative arm. In Nigeria, we have national assembly, US, we have Congress. Um, anyway, either they become part of the country's law once they are signed or they, the country's legislative arm has to 
enact them into law as a new law itself and uh one really amazing thing about these treaties is that once two countries are parties to the treaty so say nigeria and the u.s are party to the troops agreement um both countries are become under an obligation to protect the intellectual property rights of people from either of those countries so your music gets to the u.s and somebody infringes on your copyright you can't sue them you can sue them in the u.s because nigeria and the u.s are party to the same treaty and as such the u.s courts are under an obligation to protect your copyrights do you get that i hope you do but as always we will go into it in future episodes we'll go deeper into it in future episodes um why does ip matter this is my favorite part because um why does ip matter uh people need incentives people need incentives to create people need to know that they would be rewarded for their effort whether they're creating scientific and technological innovations or whether they're creating new music or new art or writing a new book like it doesn't matter what they're doing or how how much effect what they're doing would have on the world like whether they're finding the cure to coronavirus or writing a book about their coronavirus experience people need incentives they need to know that you know i'm putting in this effort and i'm going to get something out of it that's that's a really basic thing and that's where ip comes in so basically ip gives you the power like ip laws ip rights give you the power to earn from your work whether what you're earning is recognition which is moral rights or whether you're receiving financial gain that's what ip does for you it makes sure that you can earn from your work it makes sure you can be rewarded for your effort and who am i well nearing <laughs> we're nearing the end of this episode so i'm just going to go into who i am and why i'm doing this podcast uh as you know because you know it's literally the name of the podcast my name is emma um I'm a final year of student at the University of Lagos. I am really, really interested in intellectual property. I love it so much. So much love it. Um, yeah, and it is... I've realized that it is what I want to do with my life. I want to be an entertainment lawyer. And entertainment law has a lot to do with copyright. It's basically copyright. <laughs> and again, I'm actually being reductive but entertainment law has a lot to do with intellectual property and uh for me ip is the most important thing in my life it's the most fun thing in my life you can see i'm having so much fun sharing this information with you and sharing this love with you um why am i doing the podcast i i just want to talk about ip i just want to have a place to geek out and you know have other people share that excitement and love with me also you know um this we're all locked in i'm kind of bored <laughs> okay i have other things to do but you know 
I want to do this because it seems like fun and I want to preach the gospel of intellectual property rights. I'm also really interested in having people know their rights. Like every time I see a new artist who's been swindled by the record label, I cry. I actually cry because I feel like I should be doing something so that they know better. And I feel like this is what I'm trying to do with this podcast to help people know better so that they can avoid being swindled by bad corporations, big bad corporations. Uh, <laughs> and what am I qualified to be doing this? Uh, because I read a lot about this shit. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, I did two semesters of intellectual property law in my third year. I have taken classes. Um, I recently concluded a course on copyrights from Harvard X. Uh, I read a lot of stuff about this because I'm really interested. And I feel like all that knowledge is just stuck in my head and I want to get it out. And that's why I think I'm qualified to do this. So, uh, yeah. This episode is basically over. Thank you. Thank you for staying with me this long. And um, I hope you come back and listen to future episodes. And, you know, if you have any questions, anything that you want me to talk about more, you can leave me a voice message on Anchor. Or, you know, if you just want to have your voice on my podcast, (laughs) whatever uh leave me leave me a voice message on anchor and i will play it during the episode or not you decide or and answer your questions or respond to your contributions and thank you again for listening i'm emma this is ip with emma and goodbye